So I finally got an Aces Frog Alloy to try out. Oh, and, an alliance! Yes, and I thought, I thought for the review, I'd do something I was maybe thinking of doing for the Steam Deck review, but never bothered to, which was to get a load of photos of it with like iconic London uh, landmarks in the background. Yeah. So on so so on Sunday, I basically took out on a on a little tourist field trip uh, around London. Um, it was very nice. <laughs> <except> when, <laughs> Were you I'm, playing it in the locations? Uh, I, I mean, I, I I loaded up some games just to like get something on the screen for the photos. Mm. Um, but yeah, when I, when I got to so I got one of like Trafalgar Square, uh, one of like uh, the London Eye, and when I got to uh, the Houses of Parliament, I found a nice flat wall on which you could sit. Right, you get that perfectly, and then all the like, all the flags, and then the Houses of Parliament in right right in the background. Yeah, perfect angle. Um, except my cat, my camera. Um, you have to be like quite far away from what you're shooting. Mm. Um, so I put it on the wall. Is your, the is your camera was... long sighted? Um, I, I, like I, one one area of hardware in which I'm completely ignorant is cameras. Um, I don't really. Oh yeah, like, they're little I, devil boxes, aren't they? Can't I can't, them. Yeah, I, 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 I can't really work mine except on auto settings. Um, yeah, so you need, you need to be like stood quite far back. Yeah. Um, and this, the problem with this wall was it was right next to a load of bushes. So yeah. I, so to take to take this photo of the Aces Frog Ally, um, I ended up like in in the bu- <laughs> in the bushes outside the house with, with a camera pointing it at the Houses of Parliament. So, Where you um, found Rishi Sunak silently <laughs> with eyes open, not breathing. <laughs> So apologies in advance if the recording of this podcast is interrupted by the sounds of MI5 agents repelling through my windows. So, welcome to this, Season 2, Episode 17 of the Electronic Wireless Show podcast. Once again, we are missing Alice. She is away, but we do have Nate. How are you, Nate? I'm good. Yeah. Um, I was just laughing, thinking about your... Um, I'm glad you've got an, an ally now. Um, you know, the other day I was on a train. It suddenly occurred to me that Allegiance is like... What's the... Uh, it's a different form of the word ally, and I just never connected the two words. Love it Sorry. when that happens. Um, but no, I was thinking about your story, and a, a number of years ago, um, I very strongly considered buying a Hercules beetle egg. Um, okay. And the, if you've seen a Hercules beetle, they, um, uh, spoiler, they're very big. Um, no, I've, I've just seen... Um... What's the one with the with like the forked horn? A rhino beetle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although so Hercules beetles do also have a really long horn. Um, big beetles are sick. Uh, but any, anyway, I was thinking of getting the egg, and the thing is, they're a grub for like two years, um, and they're, they're like on some 
real like monster manual shit when they get in the, the later stages of that. Yeah. Like big hand-sized nightmare grub. Uh, but they just live in like a tub of soil. And then when they turn into a beetle, they live for like four months. Um, it's, you know, it's not like a mayfly life, but it's not much. So anyway, me and Ashley thought of having one and we could like really pamper it, keeping the soil in like a grail on the mantelpiece. Right. And then when it's finally a beetle, you know, we could like take it to Disneyland and do photos with it and stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, because it's only got a little bit of time. We'd really like, you know, but then we realized how sad we'd get when it died. So we just never got the egg. Oh, right. But you yeah. Don't get attached. No, your, your ally will live forever. Well, until the battery dies, but yeah. I've just looked up a picture of a Hercules beetle. That is an absolutely metal insect. Isn't it, it is, right? It's like 60% more. Beetles are just brutal. The, um, in Malaysia, they've got five-horned rhino beetles, and their head's like a tank trap, basically. Um, and I made the mistake of... Uh, walking barefoot in Borneo for about 30 seconds and trod on one and my foot came out with holes on the beetle walked off. (laughs) (laughs) Completely showed me who was boss. You lost a fight to a beetle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How have you been since... Wait, this isn't the second one we've done. We had a a normal pod with Alice last week, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, a slightly odd Zelda episode. Oh yeah, well, do you see my brain desperately trying to strangle the memory there? That's, uh, that's impressive. <laughs> How have you been since then, anyway? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I haven't played. I still haven't played Zelda. No, I haven't done much of that either, to be honest. Yeah, sorry. If anyone, if anyone tuned in hoping for some kind of Zelda playing redemption arc, um, sorry. I'll tell you what I have been playing. What's that? Uh, a fair bit of the score from the most recent Doom game. Doom. Do- That's Doom. unpleasant. Uh, Doom. <laughs> oh, Doom. Yeah, I just decided to um, change the rules on how double O's are pronounced in English, apparently. Okay. Uh, well, uh, thank you for serving me up for that very... <laughs> like a joyless uh, butler no. <laughs> bringing you a platter of grey ham. <laughs> the very, very, very subtle segue into <laughs> our main topic of discussion, which is Doom running... On things that should not run Doom. This week, um, uh, Alice O'Connor found uh, someone had found a way to put Doom into teletext. Well, not 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 put Doom into text. Uh, you know, making it playable on teletext. The the blocky. Um, God, how do you explain teletext. teletext to someone born after nineteen ninety? Yeah, um, I'm I'm. So it was like a so, parallel world you could put your telly into, where it was like sort of sub-8-bit graphics, mm. like this pixelated... Wait, you're the same age as me, right? You, you had... You experienced Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Remember, I remember Teletext, yeah. And it was like in four colours or something, and you had four buttons on your remote. It was, it was like the shit internet, actually, yeah, wasn't it? Was, it? It, was like, it was like a, a shit... Purely text-based internet where you could, I guess, navigate to different pages by, you know, punching in a code as if you as if you were to change channel on the TV. So you'd have a menu, like you'd have like a menu of different, say, I don't know, football matches that were going on, and then if you wanted to see the score for one, you'd type in the, the you know, the three-digit code for that football match, and it would take you to the, 
you know, the essentially a news article about that on your TV. So I'm feeling almost um, overwhelmed thinking about this now. Because technically, it's, it's, I was like using the internet in 1989. Yeah, it's a it's a very kind of like mid midpoint nostalgia for. It's very fucking mid in general, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, um, a person by the name of Luknew. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, on GitHub, off of GitHub, um, <laughs> uh, has has found a way, has found a way to build a playable version of Doom uh, entirely with teletext, uh, even controllable through your TV remote. I thought and they shut down teletext, though. It's. I mean, I, I, I mean, it's not true. I guess it's not true teletext. It's, Is it like a teletext like em, emulator? Em, emulated, yeah, emulated teletext. I want that. Uh, even to the point. It, apparently, it, it even runs better on old CRT screens than it does on, you know, modern LCDs. Just for that extra, extra nostalgic oh, touch. Oh man! So, although she, although she is not here, Alice B has set us a task of finding other the well the the best the best instances of can it run Doom, i.e., uh, a, an unusual object or platform. Or medium through which we we will play its software's seminal nineteen something or other game Doom. Oh, this is like Ben Johnson's The Alchemist, isn't it? When the uh, the, the the wealthy um, house guy leaves town and tells his servants to be very good boys, and they immediately <laughs> have a massive science party. Um, <laughs> I think that's how it goes. This is a really good question, though, isn't it? It got me thinking. What? Why is Doom? Like the benchmark, why is like that the thing that we're impressed that things can play? Um, I guess uh, D- Doom is uh, open source. Oh yeah, um, that's probably the biggest thing. Uh, it's also written in C, which is a pro an ancient programming language uh, that was designed specifically to be portable. Oh, that's interesting. In the future. So people have made compilers that can, uh, you know, literally port games and programs made in C to pretty much every modern programming language. Huh. So it's an interesting combination of being like all of that plus having been a commercial success and like I say it's really weird because yeah, I always think of it as the first three D game, even though there's a billion technical answers as to, to why that's not a correct statement. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, as, as to the specifics of how people get Doom running in, like like something like inside Minecraft, I have no fucking idea. Like those guys might as well be wizards. Um, uh, I, 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 oh, it, oh yeah, people doing things like that in Minecraft is. I don't know why that's more astonishing than people making computers in real life, but it is. <laughs> it's because the, uh, the the medium is doesn't seem like purpose built for that. Well, I don't know. For that purpose is reality a medium purpose built for building computers? But by, by, by I mean like when you build a computer, you start by acquiring components that were designed to you know create a computer in minecraft was designed to you know 
punch trees and build huts and fight zombies. You don't really think of it as being this tool for <laughs> Do you know game, what? game inside a game development. I'm seriously worried we're like 30 seconds away from some sort of sub-Elon Musk standard existential breakthrough about simulation theory. <laughs> Maybe we are. Maybe we should get back to the... Let's the get thing, back on topic thing, quick before thing, we become the, we, the, the strange things we found that could run Doom. Um, hey, Grimes, so I, you should make an album about that. <laughs> um, so I, I guess we should start with one I think a lot of people have seen, which is the pregnancy test. I beg your pardon? Oh, you haven't seen it. Okay, no. so... Uh, yeah, a, a US, uh, US-based programmer, um, Foon Turing, uh, got, <laughs> got Doom running on one of those like, little digital pregnancy tests with a little screen. I, guess, I, I think you have to like, plug a keyboard into it to play or some kind of separate input. I don't think, it, I don't think the pregnancy <laughs> test has controls. Well, would um, you just have in. to like... You'd have you to know, on it and so. <laughs> You'd have like a long, long, long line of like pregnant and non-pregnant women and you'd just be like, okay, right. <laughs> like a cue system really, really quickly to wee on the device in order to control it. It's probably the worst peripheral ever devised. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, but the, the thing with that is she had to replace the original pregnancy test's uh, processor and display. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not sure... Well, then like, it's just a shell obviously, of a computer, it's, it's very, it? it's very, it's very like it is, that's very technically impressive. But is that also kind of cheating? Definitely. Like, sh- should it be for it to be a true, ha ha, funny Doom running on an X story? Maybe it should only be physically unmodified comedy objects. Well, yeah, because like what that is really is a, is it's a really cool art project, but it's mm. you know. Like uh, to me, the core joke of the Doom running on things, you know, is things that aren't computers being made to be computers. Yeah. Whereas what they've done there is put a computer in a thing. Because I was thinking the display, like, is it a similar display that they've put in? Uh, it's it's not a, it's not a million miles off. It's a it's it's one of those like shitty little grey and black. Oh, okay. Um. Ones. I don't. I don't. I don't. I've. I've never used a pregnancy test, funnily enough. So I'm not familiar with what the what the display should look like. Now I'm. I'm kind of worrying that the one I've brought to the table as my main offering might be disqualified on that basis as well because it's theoretical. Um, okay. It's the crabs. It's the crabs. Yeah. Okay. I, I've. I've not. I've not seen this one. Well, I, I'm all. This had me almost thinking. Alice had left this task as Nate bait. Um, <laughs> it's this is complicated. Um, so I'm going to read you the proceed on a hastily googled screen rent article. Um, Doom could be played on 16 billion crabs, uh, soldier crabs specifically. Um, how to explain? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> There are these crabs, soldier crabs. Uh, many, yeah. many, many of them live on the tidelines of beaches. They're sort of semi-social. Um, and scientists found that if you have loads of them uh, running around looking for food through big like structures of plastic pipes, you can recreate logic gates. Uh, which really? Is, yeah, yeah. Uh, because like, the more crabs you have, the more accurately you can model the behavior of the crabs. Um, 
because they you know they operate to pretty simple internal instructions uh and you can you yeah you can use that to run crab logic gates um <laughs> it takes about 80 to operate a single gate and there are right. to, for a byte of information that involves eight i believe um so hang on, here's some stats. Six hundred and forty thousand crabs could store a single tweet. Um, <laughs> it I'm really confused here because I'm not sure whether they're talking about memory storage or processing. And I, I, I yeah, this is this is a question for a hardware man. I'd like your take on it. Uh, but anyway, that the conclusion reached um, by our credit scientist with the name. Um, Ethan Mollick, a professor at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania. Oh, that's so close to mollusk. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 16 billion crabs could be used to play Doom. Okay. And what I... a day at the beach that would be. <laughs> uh, they go into detail on um, the, I, I guess, the, the output. How 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 are they? Is it would it be just like running Doom on a regular like desktop display? Or I think the irony of this is like you'd have to build a like Titanic continent-sized like labyrinth <laughs> for these crabs to live in, with like God knows how you would collect the feedback. You'd probably just have to have loads of like manned observation platforms. Uh, well, no, you could have sensors on the logic gates, couldn't you? No, you mm. could attach it to a monitor. You'd still need a continent-sized crab farm. <laughs> this is the future I Awful. want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I think this is... Like, the, the, the maths and the science involved is impressive, but I think this is something that can only exist in the, you know, the crazy world of Nate. Nate. Yeah, because it's like... To be fair, actually, the scientist didn't say you could run Doom on crabs. He said you could run logic gates. Someone on Reddit scaled that up to crabs. Oh, uh, I Scaled see. that up to Doom, rather. Up to Doom, yeah, yeah. So really, this is a pub reckon by an internet stranger. I'm, I'm disqualifying it, but, you know, <laughs> I'd, love to play, I'd love to play Horizon Zero Dawn on crabs. On crabs? Well, um... On a on a sort of similar note, um, someone has uh, kind of found a way to get Doom playable via rat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One rat or many rats. Uh, I last last we heard, um, it's just a, it's just one rat, and all all the rat can really do is walk down a corridor. <laughs> but basically, how it works is the the rat is suspended by by harness over a um large polystyrene ball yeah um which in effect which i guess acts as a kind of like 3d treadmill so when the rat runs the rat stays in place but the ball moves and then that in turn uh moves doom guy forward and backwards down the hall oh okay but that that's that's just a wild input peripheral isn't it that's I mean, just I, an I, animal I, failing at a video game. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm not sure. It's um, it, it's a it's a it's a VR rig. Which, oh no, I guess that is still an imp, just an input method. Um, it's really interesting. I don't know. It the, makes me the, wonder the, what the, animals. The, the IGN article about this, I don't think mentions if it's just playing it on a 
on a regular PC. Um, it appears to be outputting through just a standard monitor, which is <laughs> suspended right in front of the rat's face alongside the uh, sugar water dispensing tube, uh, which is used as a... Does it get, like, extra dinner if it kills a devil? I don't... Uh, as, as of this article, they have not figured out shooting. Apparently that, apparently that might be possible, but it would involve, you know, training the rat. Um, how, how would it fire the... Is it piss again? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure. It might... How, how could we... So, so the... the all, all it's really interacting with the rat at this stage is feeding it sugar water um, to kind of, like, coax it to walk forward. Um, I guess to, to, to get it to aim and shoot at enemies, you'd need to provide similar incentives to the rat to make those... To somehow make those movements, like maybe if you got it to like shimmy to the right a bit, maybe that would make it aim right. Um, if you get it to like eat, no take, a bite, take a bite of a bit of banana, then that could. Vocalizations. Rats are, are highly social and they squeak. So if you like opened a shutter to give it a glimpse of like a beautiful rat, um, <laughs> and it would be like. <laughs> <laughs> and a microphone would pick that up and fire the gun. The lustful purr. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why I've decided that's the noise rats make, but I love it. I'm never going to do that again. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, so here's one. Running Doom in Doom. Oh, I might have seen this. Is it? Is it? Um, is classic Doom running in 2016 Doom? Is that it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is um, not as impressive running it within itself, um, but more comprehensible at least. Mm. Um, Dwarf Fortress can do it. Okay. Um, well, it I, used to be. I, I mean, Dwarf, Dwarf Fortress looks a bit like teletext. So. Um, yeah. The so that was with. Uh, have you have you played it at all? Dwarf Fortress. No. I'm, so I'm too scared. It was. Um, the fluid system in the game is very involved, uh, yeah. and there are there are both floodgates, which can open and shut to allow the passage of fluid, uh, and pressure plates, um, which are input signals, uh, and you can also determine how sensitive they are, and there are, for some reason, there are seven different levels that water can occupy within a single slice of the world and so you can say have this touchpad activate when the water is three deep and open this floodgate over here as the signal so again you can make you know all of the yeah. the basic sort of components of computing and that so yeah you can you can do doom but like given the slowdown in dwarf fortress oof you know, that'll take you a century to walk down a corridor, I reckon. Yeah. I was, uh, so ha has someone actually made this work? Or is this another theory? I don't know. I know people like, have made working things. that Because you, you can make a monitor display in Dwarf Watch as well with floodgates turning on and off. I, if I had to put money on it, I'd say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's just... The, the odds are pretty good, uh, regardless of that. Um, uh, it definitely could be done. Uh, it's it's just a question of whether someone has taken the time, and the answer to that is chillingly often yes. 
Um, yeah. Um, what else have I got? Uh, I found Doom. Someone made Doom running on a tractor. Uh, although that's not as mad as it sounds, because of this particular model of tractor does have a screen in the cabin anyway. Um, someone essentially, um, huh. what's the word? J- j- jailbroke. Jailbroke the, <laughs> jailbroke the tractor. The tractor. <laughs> and it also runs a, it runs a specially made farming themed version of Doom. Uh, Love it. Where, where you can drive a tractor. <laughs> Hasn't Doom got such a good name? Doom, it does. Like, I always really respect a one-syllable name for something. It's, it's confident, isn't it? Yeah, and it's... It's really odd um, because it's become this, you know, the word iconic is horribly overused, but Doom, okay, let's say it's emblematic of PC gaming. I think it's, <laughs> you know, one of, the, one of the games that could be said to be that. Um, and it's, you know, as you say, it's very confident. It's like they knew that this game was going to be referred to so many times over the next few decades. <laughs> They're just going to make it really quick to say and satisfying to type. Bless yeah. them. Thanks, Mush. ID. Was it ID then? Yes. Was it went on? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, huh. Oh, there was something. Oh, yeah, I was thinking, you know those... So this isn't... This is technically just running Doom on the human mind. Um, but bear with me. Have you okay. ever seen, like, in sort of... When you see the mad like, army parades in North Korea and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Where you've got all those... Actually, to be fair, it happened in an OK Go video as well. Um, but you've got like footage shot from above, and all the people are like holding up like cards and stuff to act as pixels. So oh, yeah. they all form a big picture of like you know, dear leader kicking the continent in North America. Mm. So you could do that with Doom if you had. Uh, you'd have to do it in black and white, I think. Uh, probably two tone as well. But if people had like a black card and a white card and you know say had to to hold them up in in, like increments of one second and they had like a memorized order of which ones to hold up in so each person would be role-playing as one pixel in a playthrough (laughs) of doom and like you you know essentially it would just be getting them to play a, a video of doom yeah, that's um, more that's more of a, a performance of Doom. But what a I think than, than, <laughs> than running Doom. Like I don't believe that like nations should have militaries, but I would change my beliefs if that's we what could, they did I in mean, our time. We can put them to better use. Imagine what in... utopia would have if every country like employed millions of people to stand in fields. Just playing classic video lay, games mindlessly. Lay, lay down your arms. Pick up the black and white cardboard sheets. <laughs> yeah, if, well, if some aliens showed up and like threatened to annihilate us unless we entertained them from orbit. <laughs> All these people fearfully <laughs> doing Half-Life in <laughs> eight million person like pixel choirs just so we don't get blown up. Oh, now it's a dystopia and I'm comfortable again. No. Lovely stuff. Unfortunately, we got rid of all the militaries to defend the the aliens. (laughs) It's a Twilight Zone episode now. (laughs) What have you been playing in the the last... um, You played me Doom last week? Uh, I haven't, actually. Although I 
I've mainly been playing, uh, I believe the embargo for this runs out just before this episode goes live, uh, The Lord of the Rings Golem. Which I beg, is beg your pardon, James. The Lord of the Rings Golem. So it's what, a tycoon it's, game? <laughs> no, it's a... It's, um, <laughs> tycoon game with one resource, the ring. <laughs> and if you have it, it's fine. If you don't, you screech. <laughs> um, so this is a... I guess it's like an action-adventure, sometimes stealth game. Um where you play as Gollum. You're playing as Gollum! Dur- during, um, during the period between The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Um, are, you, are, you a, are, you, are you into Lord of the Rings, Nate? Massively. You, every yeah. year, my wife and I hold an event where we watch the three films and eat everything that's eaten on screen at the same time as it's eaten on screen. It's a fucking ritual, mate. We're nerds. <laughs> well, um, the worst kind. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you'd like Gollum, unfortunately. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> so hang um, on. Between The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, he's just, he's just in a cave, man. Well, according to the game, um, he gets enslaved in the pits of Barador. Uh, no, and, I beg your pardon, he does, actually. Um, and something else might happen, but I, I, I'm not actually reviewing it, so I'm not obliged to play more than the first few hours. Um, oh, no, actually, because do you remember yeah, like, when the, the riders are after, in the movie, um, when they're searching for Frodo in the Shire, and it cuts to like Gollum waving his hands back, going, back in because <laughs> he's being captured isn't that how they know that the ring is in the shire because they torture Gollum. yeah okay. yeah yeah oh yeah um, no of course because he got oh yeah i'm saying i'm massive nerd and then forgetting the plot of the films yeah of course because bloody bilbo gets the ring so what's Gollum doing looking for it going out on an adventure it sounds wicked uh it mm... <laughs> and it oh god it's just a it's just a powerfully bad game it it feels awful it looks terrible the presentation is bad in general like the fa- the facial animations are all off people's beards don't move properly when they speak if you're gonna do a lord of um, the rings game get the beards right Gollum's voice is nails on a blackboard um the the there is a kind of cool thing where you sometimes have to argue with yourself because you're you can oh, pick like, a, you like pick a side between yeah. Smeagol versus Gollum. Yeah, um, is, is the voice anything like Andy Serkis's? Have they tried to do their own thing and it's gone gone badly? I so I, I'm like not super into Lord of the Rings and I can't exactly remember Andy Serkis's performance. This um, sounds a little bit like this. In fact, it sounds exactly like this. I could have done the frog <laughs> It's a bit... Uh, I think it's a bit higher pitched and a bit less... I know, it's more It's more grating, less throaty, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. Um, it's clear, It's clearly like... it's Visually, I'd say it's kind of like close to the film's like interpretation. Uh, but it's not, it's not like meant to be based on the film's. Um, oh, so it's it's like when um, uh, Square Enix made a game about the Avengers ad portra- as portrayed on the side of Funfair rides. <laughs> yes, a bit, a lot actually. 
Um, no. <laughs> um, the reason I say it doesn't make sense is because I just don't think Gollum makes sense as an action adventure protagonist. Not at all. Um, no. You know, he's got he's got sticks for arms and mainly eats worms. How is he doing Nathan Drake ledge jumping shit? No, no, he is extremely powerful. Because um, he's been, you know, the thing people forget about the ring, it's a bad time, but like, you know, it's like steroids and meth at the same time. Like, you know, Gollum's been like obsessing on this thing for 2,000 years, sort of being infused with its power. And he's something very supernatural. Um, but can, can he wall run? Definitely. Does he, does he do Titanfall wall runs? At any point in the books. Oh, actually, do you know what? That's very silly, isn't it? Mm. He also has this, um, like, see-through walls, highlight enemies, detective vision that every third-person <laughs> adventure game has to have now. Oh, wow, just which like are, Hitman and which The Witcher, are, yeah. Which is, it's, supposed to, it's apparently supposed to reflect Gollum's instincts and intuition. Like, instincts? This, this guy walked into a volcano. Yeah, and it's not like, you know... Well, no, he has to catch fish in the dark and stuff. Um, oh, me, I had a friend at university, she was an actress and uh, had like, a really expressive face, massive, massive eyes. And we used to do a two-person golem impression where she'd <laughs> sit in a chair and I'd hide behind it doing the voice while she like... While she lip-synced. Yeah, it was really okay. funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be... Um, that's a shame. Because I, I do... I think you're absolutely right, golems not the right choice for what it sounds like they've done. But, like, yeah. you know, I can see Gollum games working. Like, a Gollum visual novel would unironically be great. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, then you could do all of the interesting Gollum Smeagol stuff. You know, you would not have to have him do these ridiculous sort of action things and sort of roaming um, because it's a lot more constrained. Yeah, it's just character work and you know, chance to put some lovely, lovely paintings in. I'd like a Gollum visual novel. Oh, what would well, you like? Do you think if you were forced to play a Gollum game? I was. Ooh. Um. I don't know. Like, I, I think they could have done like a, a halfway decent just stealth game. Um. Well, because he does loads of hiding, doesn't he? Yeah, he hides. He sees in the dark. Um, there is there is like a bit of that in this, and you know it, it, it it's funny we we talk about him doing like wall running and ledge climbing and all this stuff. Um, you can you can, if you sneak up behind an orc without a helmet, you can choke him out, but you can't do that to to one with a helmet. So he's kind of so this is another this is another weird thing. Like how is he so strong but also so weak? <laughs> I think no, I think now nah, just make it just make it like a pure stealth game where he is just this terror like useless little gremlin. Well, kind of like Alien Isolation, only there's 10,000 aliens and they're orcs. Yeah. That'd be amazing, actually. Um, yeah. Huh. We've, there we go. We've, we've fixed the Lord of the Rings column. Do you know, just as a parting thought, my ultimate Lord of the Rings game, and I'm dead serious about this, just straight up Tekken clone. <laughs> Gimli versus Gollum. People, <laughs> people, would, people would buy that. I mean, it would be really good. For sure. Like, if you did it, um, something that I think 
like Japanese games are culturally better at, but like doing things really, um, really OTT things with a complete straight face yeah. is like a narrative style that I bloody adore. Uh, and yeah, I think that would be, you would do this as if it was very serious, like given the nod by Tolkien himself, but it would be <laughs> fucking preposterous. You know, like Aragorn shooting fireballs with no explanation. <laughs> <laughs> Because it would be made specifically to anger people like me, but I'd be in on the junk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what what real life games have you been playing, mate? Oh, so I broke up with Darkest Dungeon too. Oh, really? That's yeah, just wasn't any chemistry oh, there. You seem so happy together. Yeah, we're still friends. Um, mm. You know, say we're going to stay in touch, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. You know, it was just we shouldn't have gotten back together again. Um, after our first, after our first fling, I don't think, um, oh. you know, and it's a shame because the, oh, I'm going to stop the metaphor. Um, <laughs> the, what I love about Darkest Dungeon 2 is one really specific thing. Um, the character backstories, they're like, I think what, 20 characters, uh, in the game or 20, you know, classes and yeah. you assemble your party each run from, you choose four from this lineup. And there are various, uh, it's kind of like a Slay the Spire, you know, go up a flowchart um, with various different nodes, things. And one of the nodes is like a, a shrine where you learn a bit about a hero's backstory. And each, and they're not heroes at all, um, brigands, uh, <laughs> they, they all have a, a backstory which is in five chapters. So to complete a hero's backstory, you need to have them on a run and find one of those shrines five times. And what's really, really clever is the chapters are playable because uh, Darkest Dungeon is, um, yeah, four blokes lined up versus four blokes lined up side on yeah. team fights. Uh, so, for example, the Grave Robber um, used to be uh, the, the trophy wife of a horrible nobleman. Um, and her story begins, it sets up a Darkest Dungeon fight, but it's her on one side and the horrible nobleman on the other, and he's wandering around like blind drunk, uh, shouting obscenities, and she poisons his drink. Uh, but that's, you know, your different moves that come up at the bottom of the screen, rather than being like blinding strike, are uh, like, you know, um, yeah, but back off or, you know, slip pill into chalice. Uh, and it's right. a really fun way of doing the backstory. Because it's the same like grindy fighting you've been doing, but suddenly it's really <laughs> rewarding because you're getting some story out of it. And I just think that yeah. was a brilliant thing to do. Um, but yeah, I realised after a while that was what was keeping me playing it. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, it, I'm not sure what it's trying to do. Uh, it, it it's taken a lot of what was good about Darkest Dungeon One, but it hasn't fixed the pacing issue. I just feel like I'm constantly sending nobodies out on a suicidal road trip. Um, yeah, yeah. That will change very incrementally from each go to the next. Um, you know, and there is nothing wrong with that formula. Um, Hades mastered it, and funnily enough, what would Hades be without? It's incredible narrative qualities. Pretty good roguelike. But it really does make a difference. And it almost made the difference in Darkest Dungeon 2. And I'm I'm honestly just sad because yeah, I know yeah. I'm not gonna put the time in to really get many more of those backstories. It does, does it just 
does it like just run out of story or is there like not enough of it oh it's, it, it's there enough. it's just that like for every hero shrine you encounter to get a little chunk of that you know you're probably fighting 30 normal encounters you know and it's um it's just a lot of doing the same thing to be able to do the same thing slightly differently which is increasingly mm. how i'm maybe i'm just getting too old that's Aww. just how a lot of games are boiling down to me now. <laughs> you know, it's repeating a task in order to do a very slightly different variation on the task. Yeah, yeah. Grr. Grr. Arg. What about yourself? But, um, other than other than Gollum, anything interesting? Uh, so I played a bit more of Apex Legends, as I was kind of worried I would. Um, so I, I was saying last week about how I can get really sweaty and annoying while I play Apex. <laughs> yeah. But actually, actually... Not only has the break I took kind of calmed me down a bit, I found an even less fun kind of player. <laughs> so, so, so the way the way I play it is I, I basically queue up for trios, um, trio lobbies by myself. Um, so I like to play specifically on the maps I have the cars, the hover cars. Uh, oh because, yeah, I haven't played since there's cars in. Um, so they're not they're not stealthy at all, but you take a lot less damage when you're in one. Yeah. Um, so it's a relatively safe way of moving around when you don't have anyone backing you up. Sure. Um, also, because I play by myself, whenever I get to the last two squads, it tends to be me versus a full squad of three. <laughs> yeah. So in, in that situation, I accept there's nothing I can really do. and will accept to gracefully surrender by driving slowly up to the other team in an unthreatening <laughs> manner as possible, whilst honking my horn as a kind of call to friendship. I love and, that. And nine times out of ten, they all just open up on me. So even if I just sit there, not moving, they will just continuously, like, mag-dump my car until my corpse flops out of it. Oh, um, that's... no... Yeah, no, no reaction, really. Um other than more violence to my attempt at a peaceful resolution. You've basically uh, summed up my entire history with multiplayer games, which is that I want to play whimsical, peaceful <laughs> games of my own invention, make, and other people kill me. To make, yeah, make friends. It's like, nope. Uh, Actually, I said I, last week, do you remember I mentioned Worm Protocol? Uh, that was an old tactic of mine and some friends who used to play PUBG. Sometimes we'd just decide our mission would be to drop on one coast of the island yeah, and then to get to the opposite coast. But we had to do it all lying prone and crawling <laughs> in a long line, role-playing as a worm. Because <laughs> it had like um, mic sounds that could be picked up by people nearby. We'd all go along just going like... <laughs> <laughs> And everyone be what silent. Was, <laughs> what 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 was the average reaction? We get shot. Of other players, yeah. Okay. Well, well, you see, you see. Um, so I like I know the game won't end until I die in that kind of like one final one v three scenario. But in that one time out of ten when they do accept my peace terms, I will after a few moments of like crouch spamming and emoting, uh, like jump off a cliff or throw a grenade at my feet or something and give them you know, their deserved victory. But no, 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 that's too fun for some people. So they they just have to get the win as soon as possible. Very disappointing. That You've earned my respect for life. Like, oh. yeah, no, I, <laughs> I love playing games like that. But honor has no place in modernity. <laughs> yeah, to, I, 
to, to be clear, I will only do this when I know, um, like it's a it's an unwinnable situation. If I'm if I'm playing by myself and I have my car, and like the and like there are two other final squads fighting each other, I might see. Oh, maybe I can like maybe I just like pick off the last survivor. Um, but no. Uh, if it's I if it's uh if it's a lost cause, I will attempt to make friends. Yeah. Despite its uh, despite its very low success rate of that approach. Well, if you want a game you can definitely win, why don't you join me in the tower? No, you can't, James. You've got to do hardware <laughs> first. Oh. Sorry, I forgot. Oh, drat. Yes. Uh, You've got to eat your vegetables for you. <laughs> you have to eat our hardware vegetables on this, a good day to wear hard. So, I guess the big news is NVIDIA announced the RTX 4060 Ti and RTX 4060 graphics cards last week. Why do they release uh, them in, in pairs? Are they for different specifications? Like, one's for a different type of machine? Uh, I mean, one's a bit more powerful than the, than the other one. Um, oh, so is it, like, the one most people will get and the one for, like, Beastman? Uh, no, the, like, the Beastman ones um, launched late last year. Mm -hmm. They are doing it. I don't really approve of the way they're doing it. To be honest, they 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 start they start launching like this generation of graphics cards with the most the beefiest like out most outrageously priced ones, right? Um, for like super mega mega lunatic four K, and then a few months later they'll announce like a they'll release like a a still very high end one, um, and then. A few months later, they'll do another, like, slightly less high-end one. And then now, like, I think something like half a year <laughs> after, the, after the generation launch, they're, they're finally doing some actual, like, mid-range ones. Oh, so they're basically which... counting on impatience and FOMO to, to have people stretch their budgets to go for the bigger thing sooner. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know for sure that that's uh, their strategy. But it certainly looks but it, like... It's, it's in, in effect, that's what's happening, yes. Well, my own publisher does that. The, the Black Library will release like a special edition of a, an anticipated book, which has like a fancy embossed cover and costs a lot. And then yeah. they'll make the the actual book available a year later to most people. Um, which, yeah, um, I guess that's just a way of doing things. Mm. Yeah, um, I don't know. I like I I I, I'm, I can play that sometimes. I don't actually know the ins and outs of graphics card production. But yeah, it would it would have been nice to to not have to wait for these. Anyway, uh, so the RTX forty sixty is out sometime in July. Uh, the forty sixty Ti will be out by the time you're listening to this, listener. Um, Enjoy. And, it. I, and I've been I've been testing it, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's not that much faster on average than the thirty sixty Ti, which of course we had a little graphics card funeral for last week. <laughs> uh, but it has DLS it has DLSS free and uh, frame generation, so it can go a lot faster in the games to support that. Are you are you familiar with DLS three and eight? Uh, I'm gonna need you to be in that. Okay, well, um, I, I I I should probably start by doing an actual explanation, which is um, it's DLSS upscaling, but also has an added component where it can uh, use AI to create um, like whole new frames outside of outside of the way it normally renders renders frames. So, okay. So it'll present on your screen 
um, say like one rendered frame, then an AI generated one, then a rendered one, then an AI then an AI generated one, and huh. that that in effect like raises your frame rate um, without like the added, I guess without putting like extra strain on the actual parts of your the actual parts of your graphics card that are doing the real rendering. I'm feeling a bit nervous because I completely comprehended that. Yeah, um, it's like do, do you know um, you know the motion smoothing feature you get on a lot yeah. of modern TVs. It's basically that. It's 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 uh, in, interpolated frames, um, it, it, which is funny actually because the our, because our brains don't think TV should look like that. Um, you know, there's there's a general consensus that motion smoothing doesn't work and is a bad thing, whereas our brains do want as many frames as possible in games, which is why DLS3 you know, is, is kind of cool. My so god, a- that fascinates me. Honestly, like, stand the cowboys down. This is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, it just amuses me that more or less the same technology is, depending on the medium, either a really cool thing that you can justify buying a new graphics card for, or something reviled by the by entire creative industries to the point that Tom Cruise makes a video telling people not to use it. My, my instant reckon to that, my theorising, um, would be because every game we expect uh, we buy will generally look substantially different to the last one we bought. Um, mm. Yeah, even at the, you know, what's sort of historically being conceived as the sort of cutting edge of, you know, photorealistic, um, you know, triple A shooters or whatever, even they will all have different art styles to an extent. You know, we don't expect yeah. games to look the same. Whereas film, we do expect to. To look roughly the same, but then directors get away well, with like, live different film, co- Yeah, yeah, but thinking about it, because I, I watched a DVD the other day, um, and I hadn't watched a DVD for ages. And do you remember the Hobbit movies? Um, they were done in a different frame rate. Yeah, they were. Um, I think it was was it forty five FPS. And do you remember how weird maybe? it looked? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what I mean. Like we, yeah, it's uncanny valley stuff. Um, and this DVD, it wasn't The Hobbit. It was, um, I can't remember the bloody name. It's a rubbish film. But like, <laughs> it had that same. Oh, something's happening. That is odd feeling that I had when I started watching The Hobbit. With The Hobbit, yeah, I knew it was yeah. the frame rate thing. I doubt it was a frame rate thing here, but it just, it would be something to do with format. And because I've been so used to watching things in streamed format, it, it looked really odd to me. Um, but, you know, as you say, I'm not in any way alert to, to changes in game presentation like that. Yeah, it's funny. It's, um... Is it convincing then? The, you know, the, there's nothing strange about it. With the... Well, I, 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 had a, I had a close look at this when it first came out with the um the RTX 4090 last year and um like if you if you can if you could somehow pause it on an AI generated frame um perfectly then you can you can sometimes see um like little imperfections like especially on bits of the bits of HUD I'm just Um, now imagining it like those old um was it Dreamweaver like um 
the really early AI generated images where it would just be like loads of swirly dog faces making up people. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not it's not that bad. There's no like um there's no like weird seven fingered hand stuff. Uh like you get like seeing a lot of AI art. Um But yeah, it's is the but the thing is like even if it's like an imperfect um approximation, mm. um like the fr- the frames go by so quickly that they're like those impressions are really impossible to see. Yeah. Like um like I I, I took screenshots of um F one twenty two, um which had like potentially had some like quite nasty, um. You know th- these kind of like Im- imperfect uh, recreations. Yeah. But when but which look terrible in screenshots, but then when it's running at, you know. 60 fps or, or whatever it is probably higher yeah um because that's the entire point of frame generation is to get the, is to get the higher frame rate so they're on screen for less time in motion they're basically impossible to spot like i was literally i was like with like my nose to the screen like come on where are you bastards and you, you just can't see them um that's impressive so yeah there's um it it can add a bit of um input latency which i know some people are like really adamant about not having any of is that where um, it takes longer to like do the thing after you press the button uh l- yeah basically yeah okay um but I, again like that's not something i i've never i've never like turned it on and thought oh my god this is like really laggy um i think it, i think it's fine for like most games unless you're playing something like a competitive csgo or something like that um yeah i i think it's really cool um and i i think it is cool that's um they're not just limiting it to the really like super duper crazy expensive cards mm. no it did it does i mean that sounds like it would be quite transformational as a as an improvement yeah i i mean i think it is um the the main issue is just um i guess game support oh um, because it is, you know, it's it's like normal DSS. And the developer needs to manually add it, um, even if there's like really, a plug- yeah, yeah. Even if there's just like a, you can get. Um, I think a real engine is getting a plugin for it, so it should be like easier to add in the future. Oh, um, this is the nearest I've come to knowing how the insides of this machine works. God bless you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. And yeah, the the, the other thing. Um, also on this good day to wear hard. Uh, as previously mentioned, I did get an Asus Frog Ally, which is also pretty good. Or well, I might save the more in-depth chat for a different day to wear hard, partly on the grounds that I'm still benchmarking it, partly because I talked about this thing for like three episodes in a row. <laughs> and I think the listeners could probably use a break. No, it's, it's, it's uh, okay. It's, it's, it's this season's big bad. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, maybe should we just move onwards and upwards? To the tower, yeah. Oh gosh, God, time flies when when you're doing a podcast. Mm. That might be the most asinine thing I've ever said. Right, let's go. <laughs> really simple one this week. I felt a bit mean after hoodwinking you so badly um, with sweeten the deal. Wow. So we're, we're going to play a more uh, short form. Uh, cousin of the game called Dark Bargains. Um, oh yes, I've heard of Dark Bargains. It's very simple. I'm going to make you some Dark Bargains, and I just mm. uh, I want to know whether you'll accept. And the thing is, 
you're only going to have three seconds to decide each one. Oh. And forever crazy. to live with the consequences. <laughs> okay, so these are all ones uh, that I've tweeted before. I've just done a, a custom search, so I'm just going to rapid fire up the list. Okay. Okay. You become the best footballer ever to draw breath, but you have to struggle to the point of migraine to say anything except the word goal at deafening volume. <laughs> uh, no, I don't take that. <laughs> okay. Um, a Hollywood block- blockbuster uh, with infinite budget made to the exact brief of your choosing. You've got complete creative control, but it finishes with a five-second filmed clip of the lowest moment in your life. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you can just choose not to release it. It's fine. I mean, that's, um, that's, that'd be like Oscar help, wouldn't it? Or, yeah, or sad, just, just... A sad bit at the end. Just tell everyone there's a really cool post credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> and if the saddest moment of your life involved, like, Robert Downey Jr. bursting through a wall in an Iron Man costume and saying, I'm back, um, you know, you'd probably make a lot of money. Okay, um... You can have any wristwatch you want at any point in time, but you're no longer capable of telling the time. <laughs> um, I, I, I might take that, to be honest, just because, you know, watches are, you know, real fashion accessories. So I think I get a lot more, I get a lot more respect from certain people as long as I don't actually attempt to tell the time in front of them. So there you go. Um, okay. I like your, really like your confidence in these. There's no arming and ahhing, no supplementary questions, just, just courage. I've only got okay. three. Can I ask supplementary questions? Does that no, count? No, 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 absolutely not. Uh, uh. This is, it's just like, imagine like a Satan shows up and just says this. <laughs> and then, you know, that's, you, you, you wouldn't ask him a question, would you? Okay, you, you can eat soil <laughs> and it tastes like meat, but you can only eat one normal meal every month. <laughs> um, I I I die if I took that surely. No, no, it nourishes uh, you as well. Oh, so it's it's not. Yeah, if, to anyone else, it would look just, like you're eating soil, but to you, it's like you're just scarfing filet mignon out the park. <laughs> um, I I I mean, I don't have any issue with eating normal food normally, so I don't know why I'd take that. You'd save so much money. Well, that's true. But yeah, no, no, it was your instinct, and I was oh, okay. Yeah, well, okay. No, no take backsies on the eating dirt. Uh, okay, you own a private jet, uh, and it doesn't emit any carbon. But nice. there are six vile, baffled medieval men living constantly in the cabin. <laughs> The pilot's normal and is safe from the medieval oaves. Uh, that just sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah, this, no, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to take that. Okay. Um, okay, a silent Hulk will protect you with his life, but to earn his trust, you must first let him shoot you in the arm. <laughs> Why? Would you do it? <laughs> no. Why? Why? Okay. First off, are we talking about the Hulk from? No, just the... a Hulk, a large I'm, man. Just a large man. Okay. <laughs> not, not, not the Space Marine who I've previously employed to guard my flat. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, these guys will fight, actually. You can't do that. Uh, this guy's a chaos space marine. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so no, no, notwithstanding your employment at RPS, any job you want on the planet at any time, you can change at random. Uh, but every night, you have to sleep in a giant burger that's refreshed each morning. Where? Time's up. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mastery of any musical instrument, but your fingers grow one inch a month for the rest of your life. What? I, no, I don't think... Well, surely that would, most instruments have played with your fingers, so surely... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> surely you'd lose mastery the more you played it. <laughs> okay. A magical ATM... That lets you withdraw five hundred pounds a day, but it's in a garden shed crammed with furious wrestlers on the edge of uncontrollable rage. <laughs> I, 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 I take that risk. I think. <laughs> Hope you're good so at placating wrestlers. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, here's one that comes up to um, uh, for, for, refers to something we said earlier. You can jump a hundred meters. Uh, with no expenditure of energy uh, and no damage to yourself, but each mm-hmm. time you do so, the memory of someone you've met in your life, their face is replaced with Gollum. I, it's I, random. It could be someone you met at a festival. You know, it could uh, be if, a it's, if it's random, I don't know if I could risk that. It could be like, you know, my dad or my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, and imagine <laughs> if you just went, you know, you got pissed. You're like, no, no, seriously, I could jump over that church. No, no, I can. I can. Look, I'll do it. Yeah. Then your mum's golem. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're the best dancer on the planet, but only to songs you hate. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you that, actually. That would make me enjoy the songs more. Oh, I appreciate that. Okay. Um, you can fly for one mile each day, but you have to start each day with a mug of cold blood. <laughs> Yes, I think that would be really convenient if I could find ten million oh, pounds. But you're locked in a shipping container with a chimp. Hmm. Uh, the chimp is handcuffed to the wall, so you're safe from it. But if you fall asleep for even a second, the manacles dissolve. <laughs> Wait, how how long for? Seventy two no, hours. Sorry, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, a gorilla will do you three favors, but then you have to take its place in a zoo for a year. <laughs> No, I can get favours from humans. <laughs> what? Okay, free hour-long lecture from an expert in anything, mm. whenever you want it, but each time it happens, there's a 1% chance it's going to be a grifter who's going to trick you into killing a dog in a junkyard. <laughs> no! No, thank you. Personal helicopter... Uh, which pilots itself, and it's got infinite fuel, but it's always full of shit-faced recruitment consultants eating Nando's. (laughs) (laughs) The most perfect singing voice on earth, but whenever you sing, revolting warm lager jets out of your fingers at colossal pressure. The body of Adonis, but it's covered in Russian prison tattoos of Noel Edmonds and Mr. Blobby. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Spend a week on an alien planet 
with a utopia on it. But once you're back on Earth, if you ever try to tell anyone about it, you just have to say, it was shite in a Barnsley accent. <laughs> yeah, that's actually not a bad one. Oh, you can never, never share that beauty. Okay, final one. Earn anyone's trust with a handshake, but if asked your name, you must always reply, Shrek, from the film Shrek. Yes. All right, Shrek. I think... If I'm getting their if I'm getting their trust regardless, then it matters less that I've made a terrible first impression by introducing myself as Shrek. God damn it. Huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, almost, you beat you the almost, game. Yeah, you almost had me with the uh the recruitment consultants. <laughs> oh thanks thanks for being a good sport. I'll um I'll start preparing your incredibly complicated list of superpowers. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And uh, I shall start preparing my recommendation for this week. Nice. Oh, Segway when we didn't even need one. That's power. So I'm recommending the American electronic music duo, Noah. That's Noah with a K, who have a new album out next week and have been releasing singles off of it. Uh, I think they've had a few songs which became, like, air-quote internet famous, and yeah. I think even one, I think one on GTA 5, like, on one of the radio stations. Um, and those tend, to be, those tend to be quite funky, but mostly electronic-led. These yeah. songs are more jazzy and even more funky. Ooh. Uh, but they still have the catchiness and the humour that I like about um, Noah's older stuff. So, yeah, looking forward to hearing... I don't know Noah. Is it, um... Is it sort of what 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 kind of mood would you say it had? Uh, upbeat and a bit cheeky. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like it could be fun. Um, yeah. Uh, I I probably should have said uh, the album is called this next album is called Noah Forever. Uh, they have a few others which are available uh, on various streaming places and Bandcamp uh, if you want to pay for it. And it's Noah as in someone who knows things. Yes. A... Splendid. Uh, music from me as well this week, actually. Um, okay. Yeah, I thought uh, I'd just tell you what I've been listening to most over the last week, or five tracks I have really liked. Uh, one, uh, number one is uh, Ghost's cover of We Don't Need Another Hero, which is fucking majestic. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they really pick their covers. Um and yeah, this, uh, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it's a fun song from a fun film, uh, Beyond Thunderdome, but I don't know, it's just a, it's a really, really rousing cover of it. Um, it you know, that sort of sincere and silly at the same thing, uh, at the same time thing I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Like, I just love the way ghosts do everything with just total straight-faced high camp, and uh, yeah, that's, it's a good cover. Uh, nice, I've also nice. enjoyed uh, uh, Bones in the Well, which is sort of a very sort of dark country song, I guess, by The Hiders. Um, very different mood. Uh, Dimensions by uh, Devin Townsend uh, of Lightwork, which I think is his most recent album, but he does one about every eight minutes, so I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I wasn't sold on the album. I mean, I like all of his music. For the most part, yeah. um, this one didn't didn't scream at me. Uh, but Dimensions and Heartbreaker as well is another great track off that. 
Um, Rockstar by Mallrat. Um, my uh, wife Ashley is a massive Lana Del Rey fan, and Spotify has started suggesting her lots of sort of like sad hot people music in that in that vein. I've got right. really into Mallrat. Um, and yeah, Rockstar, great song. And finally, uh, Spaceman by Babylon Zoo, which is just one of the weirdest <laughs> tracks of the 90s. Uh, I just spent some time appreciating it this week. Okay, cool. When, 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 whenever you like get really into one song, is it a case of like you just play it on repeat over and over again? Yeah, it's I, rancid, yeah. Because I, I, to- I, I totally do that. Yeah, it's really, it feels degenerate as well. You know, and you're like, I'm not even going to wait for the sort of, you know, eight seconds of sort of, you know, warming down noises at like the end. Fade out. Go, yeah, it's going to slam it on it's straight back again. Back to the beginning. Yeah, that that's. I'm not going to lie. That's where I'm at with. We don't need another hero at the moment. So uh, <laughs> hopefully, I'll curse someone else with that. Okay. Well, cool. That's a that's a nice uh, eclectic mix of uh, of music recies. And if you want more yeah. dark bargains, by the way, I re- this morning I retweeted. Um, a thread of all of them that I did years ago, so you can challenge yourself. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, uh, yes. Look, look up what, what's your what's your Twitter at Nate? Oh yeah, uh, Frog Croakley. F R O G C R O A K L E Y. Lovely job. Right. Uh, I think that is the end of this uh, season two, episode seventeen of the Electronic Wireless Show podcast. We did uh, it again. We did it again. So for all of your PC gaming requirements, you can find us at rockpapershotgun.com as well as on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok by searching Rock Paper Shotgun. We also have a lovely, witty, and welcoming Discord, uh, which will be linked to in the show notes. So check that out if you want to chat about the podcast, the site, games in general, or if you just want to find other like-minded folks to play games with. Uh, what else? Oh, yes, yeah, so you can email us at podcast at rockpapershotgun.com with... Questions, suggestions, feedback, uh, or indeed if you'd like to let us know of any more good cases of objects that should not be running Doom, running Doom. Yeah. Yeah. Let's run Doom on this podcast. Yeah. So until next week, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Nate. Bye. Bye. Bye.